2: Break 80. This guy's Break 80. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to episode 12 of the Break 80 Podcast, and I'm joined by our usual suspects, Mike and Tim. Good evening, fellas. How are we?
1: We're, uh... Good evening.
2: Live from the Taco Bell.
1: Talk about, you, Tim, Timmy just got off the golf course. I've been sitting here just jaded all day, all, jaded all weekend with, with the golden boy. Unbelievable.
2: Yep. Speed didn't really bring it to you. Um, yeah. Not only was his outfits, you know, not appealing, but his game wasn't either.
1: Yeah. You know, I just, I like, I, I try to go with my brain on here and I, I do, I should have went with my heart and my heart would say, you can never pick Jordan feet. You can never pick him, even though he'll probably win a bunch.
2: Well, we got a lot to unpack tonight as the PGA Championship wrapped up uh, last night. And I don't know about you guys, but there isn't much better TV than drama down the stretch of a major championship. Um, just hits different when you know you got one of the most heralded trophies on the line, and you know we got a lot to break down and discuss in that matter. But before we do, here's kind of our agenda. We got the PGA recap. We head to Colonial, a nice little classic golf course um, coming up here, and then. A few more of Mike's absurdities.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: To wrap, to wrap things up. So let's start with that PGA championship. Um, I actually personally, before we get dive into all the results and all the, the guys, but I would love your guys' take on the golf course. Now that you saw it, it played a major four rounds. Your thoughts?
1: I liked it. I, 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 I wish, you know, they didn't cut the greens on day two because of the wind. I think I watched the whole time I was watching. I was thinking, what would the USGA do to this place in its current? You know, they've had US Opens there before, obviously, but in its current state, faster, longer rough. I don't know if anybody would be under par. Um, I liked it. Other than the the par threes got a little boring. They're all kind of the same, They're just a brute of a par three. Um, yeah, I I, I like the finishing two holes, 17 18 I was gonna
2: say the same thing. That was one of my favorites. So. Yep. Yep.
1: But a good, good golf course. I would put it up there with, I would put over a lot of major venues in terms of watchability and, and, and excitement.
2: Yeah, I think for major championships, like nobody loves to see a birdie fest. I don't know. In my opinion, I just don't think, you know, somebody shooting a 61 or 62 is what everybody wants to see when it comes to, you know, you want to see a good test of golf. You want to eliminate the random player from winning a major, right? That's kind of the theory of it. And I think the PGA lately, and they played Kiowa last year and they've kind of played a little bit tougher venues venues and made it like, I loved how they shaved the, um, shaved down around the greens, made made some tough up and downs. I know they could have gone, um, long grass. I think, I think Hans, that was one of his things that he did, right. He shaved down around Mm -hmm. the greens, but I don't know. I just like how they, they came out and said, you know what, this is a major, major event. This is a golf course that, um, can play difficult, and they basically let it run its course. And, I don't know, I like that. Timmy? Yeah. Timmy, what I love the,
0: pres- the precedent that they set. Um, a restored traditional golf course and-, and bringing it back. I mean, we see Oakmont and we see Shinnecock. For- Lost him. Frequently Losing in the majors, Tim. But oh, bringing it, I thought, was... Uh-oh.
2: Phenomenal. Sammy, you, must, you must be driving through uh, um, Hackensack. Or oh no! You're yeah, just nowhere. Yeah, you way must up be. north. Yeah, exactly. We we just got you in and out a little bit there. Mike, did you pick up what you were saying?
1: Uh, you kind of they they, they went back to a, rest, a restored uh classic golf course, I think. Other than, I guess you I mean like even. Kiwa is a fairly new, new built course. You know, I'm looking at the ones that are coming up. There's some newer, you know, quail hollow and Vell hall. There's a bunch of, you know, ones that are somewhat new, but yeah, they would go to a classic course um, that you, that I think played, what did it play? 74, 75.
2: Yeah. 75. You
1: know, and realistically, if you don't count the, the par threes are super long. So there were a lot of holes that didn't play that long uh, and it could be a stern test. I liked it. I actually thought I kind of envisioned, um, you know, when when they, when, when Gil Hans was supposedly shaving down all the sides, there's a lot of runoffs, more of a Pinehurst kind of where like, if you missed a green, you were totally screwed sometimes. It didn't quite have that drastic of a thing, but I thought they also kind of, they they kept it kind of slow. It played a little bit slow. And I can envision that place playing really fast around the greens and stuff, but they, they kept it kind of slow mainly because of the winds, I think, but yeah, I thought it made for good TV and the finishing and the finishing holes are were great.
2: Yeah. You, you got to have a couple of good finishing holes. Actually, you know, what was interesting is if you were aggressive off the tee, if you cut certain holes, you could have wedges in your hand or you could play conservatively and hit like a six iron instead. So it was interesting to see the guys that went ultra aggressive a lot of the bombers did try to take it over trees and, ma- and make those cuts. I think Rory at one point had like seven, you know, on par fours, like seven straight nine irons or, uh, or into the greens. I mean,
1: I think day one on, was it 13 when he was aiming like over the gallery, over 12? Yeah. Like, didn't he have like 97 yards into a par five or something like that?
2: I, I don't know if he did or not, but I, that's, I mean, that's kind of what they give you. They You risk it. You, you try. And if, it sounds like, if, I mean, from the looks of it, from what I watched, it was really hard. To get one tight if you're in the rough they had to kind of bounce them up there a little bit and, and play for some rollout so that kind of penalized the guys you know trying to get ultra aggressive but
1: great great for tv great for the golfers not so great for pe- people's noggins after <laughs> multiple multiple people got smoked in the head
2: uh timmy is still there
0: yep yeah, oh no i'm i'm still here uh, All right, good. i thought the yeah the, the course setup itself was probably great for fan viewership too. Just a lot of, uh, a lot of greens right next to tee boxes, elevated areas. I know that they weren't necessarily designing it for viewership back in the day, Um, but great to view. And, and the fact that it stood up against the long hitters, I mean, Rom had a 408 yard drive, um, but still guys, guys only got to five under, whether that was the wind, partially the wind and the course Uh, just really great to see an old, plastically restored design really hold its own against the modern golfer, the modern golf ball and modern golf clubs so really spoke well to to just the the course overall yeah and the, the greens were only playing at nine and a half on tuesday i mean could you we play that we play faster than that every single day we go out
1: oh yeah for sure they uh I, they you know you talk about protecting the field i know i know that if like Terrell Hatton was bitching and, and Pat and Kazire, they were complaining, but if they would have got those greens rolling in that wind, you, it would have been a bloodbath. Yeah. It would have been bad.
2: would have been Bay Hill all over again. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's go into, we, we got lots of guys to talk about. I guess one of there's, to me, there's two main ways of winning golf tournaments. You got the classic front runner that gets out in front you know, holds them off and finishes it. And then you've got the guy that posts the number and sits and waits. Those are kind of the two main ways to win. And we kind of, at one point, looked like we could have either or, you know, where Mito either was going to finish it out or JT gets in the clubhouse. And in this case, um, getting in the clubhouse early wins again. And it tells you how hard it is to win, how hard it is to close. Mito's probably hit that fairway probably 90% of the time in his life, you know, just a fair way like that. He And he just, you know, like he said, he, he didn't know how to react to his body and it just kind of shoved him right. And JT took advantage and obviously Zala Taurus made a great up and down too on, on 18 to, to, to push it to a playoff. But let's talk about, let's start with the winner. I think there's a lot of JT takes out there. I think there's a lot of things to talk to, you know, talk about, um, Before you guys get into it, one of the things I just want to say is I'm just glad he won because I'm kind of sick of seeing how talented he is on all these, you know, venues, you know, watching him just, I think he went like two or three under at Sawgrass on a bad draw. Again, this is the second time now that he got a bad draw on a big event and watching him hit the shots that he's hitting. um, And I think he's gotten a lot better at not complaining about that. He used to maybe bitch a little bit back in the day when he first you know, is on tour and he just takes it. He actually accepts the challenge and he goes out and executes and it's just fun to watch. And so him just seeing him sh- hit these shots and finally get a chance to walk away with a win is um, something that I have always been hoping for him. So I'm glad in that, in that way. And I, think, I mean, there's lots to talk about, but I'll let you guys kind of. Um.
1: Yeah, it was a, uh... My, my emotions this week were all over the place because my two, my two favorite guys on two, a Rory start came out of the gates hotter than hell. And I thought, here we go. And then at the end, JT, my, my other boy, my other boy pulled it out. The two, my two favorite guys to watch pulled it out. Um, Well, not, not Rory, but Rory again was like T eight. He's, he was, he was in there again. He's always knocking on the door, um, which I think goes to tell you how good he is. Like I think people give Rory a lot of shit for not, winning as much but he's always there somewhere um justin thomas to me uh you know what i love about justin thomas is he is you know when tiger was in his prime and don't get me wrong he's not tiger in his prime tiger was shaping shots you know justin thomas is the closest thing to the to that that the tour has you know he's like an artist out there he's he hits, he hits the cut really well. And the playoff couldn't have set up better for him playing 17 and 18, you know, in the playoff where he can just hit that cut right out there. Um, But he's uh, yeah, he's like Picasso or something. I think in a, in a tour that's dominated by track man and analytics, you know, and like, you know, he's he's an old school artist painting by hand where everybody else is like the NFT digital thing. And he just plays, and I'm sure he does a shitload of track, man, you know, all that stuff too. But he plays a lot different than most guys out there play. And it's fun yeah. to watch.
2: Yeah, he can go off the beaded path. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need, to, like he can, he's okay with doing something. I, mean, I'm, I look back to even Sawgrass when he hit that low loop in three wood, you know, that wrapped around on 18. And now he's on a different 18 trying to close another, you know, important tournament to these guys, and he's hitting a low cut this time, and he just finds a way. And then, you know, obviously his shot on 17 was uh, in the playoff was something um, uh, to, to behold too. But I actually texted a couple guys. I I actually am not gonna lie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest on this podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you it wasn't you guys, but I texted a couple guys that I I said Saturday night. I don't know if I had a few cocktails or what, but I actually called him a poser. I thought JT was a, just an absolute poser because he would come out on Friday, play lights out when he's not supposed to be shooting well at all. Then he gets an opportunity to play with all the other guys that are in a similar position. And he just kind of shits the bed. He just can't get any momentum. Can't make a pot when he needs to. Can't, you know, birdie the par five or the ones he's supposed to, he ends up shooting four over. And as frustrated as I was, I didn't realize he was super frustrated too, as he went to the range and, was the last one at the course. Um, you guys have probably already see, all have seen that. Uh, had a good chat with his dad, and then and, and bones was a key to to get his mind right. I, I th- actually, one of the things that he said is I was not going to leave the golf course frustrated. So he just went and beat out balls, got his mind right, and then he went home. I wish we could all do that when we play around.
1: <laughs> yeah, Timmy, you didn't. Timmy, you didn't, you went straight did to talk about it. You truck slam, him. Yeah,
2: did, yeah, did you truck slam yeah. today?
1: Tim went to Taco Bell. He didn't go to the driving range tonight.
0: No, no, no. I I've been picking up your practice strategy lately, Mike. By not <laughs> yeah, practicing ever, absolutely just playing golf. He just, let it, just um, let it go. Shot an eighty, shot an eighty three out there with like four doubles. So that was the most most of the the strokes lost run on chipping mistakes. Um, but I, I'd say the the only detriment to Justin Thomas during the week was the awful awful ESPN Plus coverage over thursday friday when he was he was part of the featured groups you'd get him on on the app and the shot tracing and the camera cuts were just terrible like someone needs to take away espn plus's contract to to uh televised major golf coverage because it was just bad once it got to the major network over the, the course of the weekend much much better but good lord um Trying to watch both him and Bubba work the ball around the golf course was just painful Uh, half the time they couldn't even follow the golf ball with the camera. Um, But other than that, again, a great follow up from the players, though, where he played great in the wind and then kind of came out the next day and maybe the nerves get you but kind of shit the bed on Saturday and then a wonderful comeback so.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, Jeff, 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 you should have, instead, instead of bitching on Saturday, you should have put some money on the boy. Did you see <laughs> no. live live, live betting? Somebody put through 10 holes yesterday. Somebody put $200 on JT to win. He was five down through 10 holes and won $50,000. $50,200 yep. on a $200 <laughs> bet. I, I got a couple um. of things quickly on him. Um, Bones, I think when Bones talked to him on the range Saturday night, his – I, I watched this somewhere of bones is talking. It was basically just telling him, you are one of the best players in the world. You know, like heaven, like it's, it's amazing that even guys like that, who's he's won a major, he, that was his 15th professional victory his 15th tour victory. Um, Which by the way, in the modern era, only six players have 15, uh, 15 wins and two, including two majors. And it's Justin Thomas, Rory, my two boys, tiger the greatest ever tom watson johnny miller and jack nicholas so he is a stud and even he needed some positive like you are good pep talk from his caddy which is wild but he had the shanks like he shanked multiple shots this week i was
2: gonna say that i actually think that was a turning point so he shanks one on hole six Six. with his five iron doesn't take drills a 24 foot bogey putt i actually think like when he made that something in his head switched on because then he follows up eight, gets an awesome up and down from the bunker, drills a birdie putt on nine, actually makes a monster on 11, I think 50 something feet. And that's, and then, I mean, it just got him going. He did. I don't know what it was about it, but I think making that bogey and not taking a double, the double takes you out of it. You're done. Yeah. You double there, you, there's just no way you can mentally come back. So I think making that 24 footer on hole six after your shank, got him got him going he actually sent a tweet out today i saw that i wonder give up or something like that
1: i wonder i wonder if he called jordan up jordan's buddy jordan up and said hey (laughs) it was the worst fucking shot i've ever hit because jordan was like (laughs) jordan was like 20 feet off the green justin thomas on a par three had 105 yards in for his second shot like it was a straight up straight sideways shank and Jordan and golden boy whines about missing the green by <laughs> 20 feet. Like, come on, man. But I know I was listening to, they were talking about Justin Thomas and the st- I think driving, you know, he bombs it he gets a little wayward with the driver sometimes, but like, I think he's probably past maybe like Morikawa is considered a great, the best iron player, but JT is right there. Iron play. If you look at the stats, like in every category like you know 50 to 75 yards 75 to 100 100 to, you know all the way up through the bag he's like first or second like in every yeah. single one
2: but um, but JT's a mutter
1: and Murakawa is not no and, and and JT will work the ball he's friends with Tiger Tiger told I heard some say that Tiger had told him you need to work it more cuz you can and i think the one thing that i was listening to Bones talk about him is he was an average wedge player when he started and he is a great wedge player now and he can, and bones is talking about how he can hit it into any window. He can dead hand it with no spin. He can spin it. He can do it all. So he's stunned. He puts pretty well too. He's a pretty good
2: putter. Yeah. All right. Speaking of putting. All right. I saw this on, I think it was Mike Burry. If you were okay. So pretend, pretend that you were JT this week, JT hit every shot for you until you got to the green, right? So JT average, I think 27 or 28 putts. If you average 36 putts, like if you just putted from where JT hit it, you would have taken dead last by 11 shots and shot plus 29. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your short game matters. I mean, that's, you can hit the ball. Like, you know, think of Zalatoris even he, his short game saved him a ton when he got a little squirrely. Um Sometimes you don't, des- sometimes it seems like when you don't deserve to win, you win. And when you deserve to win, you don't kind of a thing. That's how hard golf is. It's just, sometimes you just, I mean, you can see Tiger obviously has, has won a lot where it's like no doubts, but some of these guys kind of sneak in and some of these guys get somebody else. To, I mean, JT needed somebody to, to screw up. I mean, let's be honest. He was mm-hmm. seven down. He needed somebody to screw up he, as girls around that he played I mean, he needed Mito to shoot at least four over, you know, and that and that's and that's what happened. Should we talk about Mito? I don't know, either that or Zalatoris. I mean, they're kind of both. I mean, Mito would actually probably be. Let's go. Let's go Mito. Then back to Zalatoris.
1: Mito uh, had a rough day, and actually, to be honest, his putter kept him. It could have been worse. <laughs> he he made some big putts. He was all over the place, man. And it's like i i i felt bad for him because it's like after he doubles that he goes he goes right on tv they interview him and english is not his first language and he stood up there and and took it like a man and you know said you know i was he basically said the pressure got to me
2: so unlike your boy rory who didn't speak to the media saturday or sunday you know he isn't (laughs) a boy
1: we'll give you know we'll give him a we'll give him a break he's a great ambassador for the game do better do better rory you can do better um but like me, me a lot. you know what i really thought obviously 18 you know bad t-shirt i thought what kind of what what really started was on 17 he did make he made par on 17 right i believe so yeah but they but they had to sit there on the tee box and wait forever like they waited forever on the tee box and that when you're sitting there on that lead and you and you can't go right from the green to the next tee and you got to sit there for like 10 minutes and just wait it, the gears had to start churning in his head. They had to, but he wasn't very—he he wasn't very good all day, really. Like he made some putts that it could—it could have been like seventy-eight instead of what he shoot seventy-five or something.
2: Seventy-five, five over. Yeah. Well, you—you you saw the interview with um, Joaquin Neiman. You know, he basically said that Mito is. Well looked up to. He was basically a prodigy in Chile. Yeah, he was so bored he quit golf for two years because it's just, <laughs> you know. And so the dude has got some sick game. I mean, he, um, he's very talented. But I just, it's like anything else. It's like when you try to actually win a, ma- especially a major, for whatever reason, that's what makes intriguing TV. A guy trying to close it, close it out, and then it's just it's. Um, what was it? Okay, so let's talk about this, Mike. You posted on Sunday morning yep. a picture of who? Yeah, Vandeveld. <laughs> yeah, I and saw this. Say?
1: I saw this.
2: You somewhere. foreshadowed this. You are the astronaut. I,
1: I did. I, I called it kind of. <laughs> I saw this. It wasn't me. I saw it somewhere. Okay. I can't remember where, but he—he's—he was exactly one hundredth ranked in the world. And the last time somebody was a hundredth ranked or higher with a three shot or better lead was John Vandeville, at carnoustie. And we all know what happened there. And the same thing, last hole, he throws her in the water. Crazy. Pretty wild. Yep.
2: And not only does he not bogey, he doesn't, you know, he, or sorry, he does not par, doesn't bogey either. So he shoots himself even out of the playoff. Doesn't get up and down. And speaking of that hole,
1: like we were talking about the golf course earlier, that was maybe my favorite part. That, str- that fucking stream came into play all over the place. Mm-hmm. There were so many balls going in that stream. Crazy.
2: Yep. So I know I feel bad for the guy, but I like, I'm sure he'll, he's talented. All these guys that almost win a major, um, they taste it. Sometimes they come back and, and, you know, are even better or sometimes they disappear. I guess it'll be interesting to see where Mito goes from here. Hey, by the way, this is not the first time we've heard of Mito. Yeah, podcast has has picked Mito for a, a former tournament that he WD on, so we know Mito well. We yeah, I think that
1: WD, he, he, something clicked there. He, <laughs> Timmy, what do you think, Timmy? A good a good night out on Bourbon Street or
0: something clicked there for it, Mito. It 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 had to be it had to be Answers Tequila. It had to have gotten. Him. <laughs> um, great to see the guys come out for him though. Yeah, uh, that was cool. A, a lot of those. A lot of the guys stuck around, waited a few hours to hang out in the parking lot and wait for him to finish up. And even though you know didn't didn't pan out, um, great to see camaraderie amongst the uh, the South American yeah, guys. It was so. I thought that was that was fantastic.
1: Speaking of my former picks in the last month, a rough goal for me. I took I took Golden Boy. He sucked, but I also took Zalatoris a couple of weeks ago. I just can't, I got to figure out when they're peaking at the right time. I just can't quite get it figured out.
2: Yeah. You know, there's something out there, you know, there's something, but let's, let's, let's slide into Zalatoris, the 155 pound wonder who just can hit a lot of club face, obviously struggled a little bit on the weekends, but he still hung in there. Um, I think he hits the ball so well that Friday round was unbelievable. If he, if he put the ball somewhere off, off the fairway, on the fairway, he was stuffing the next one five to 15 feet nearly every time. And he just seems like he's more actually comfortable with the putter from that 10 to 20 foot range. than he is from that three foot range. Um, He can be a nightmare to watch putting, but boy, is he fun to watch hit a ball
1: strokes gained. He was 10th though. Yes. I mean, it wasn't like, I know that's the thing.
2: Like he, he actually ends up making a lot of those, but the way he makes it, like he does like a deckie pause, on some of them, he does a figure eight on the take back on others. And then some, it's just straight. So I can't figure out why does one three footer scare him and the other one doesn't.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's a good ball striker. That's I can't figure that out. He does have the... Tim, you'll love I can, this. I can she... tell you someone that
0: does a figure eight, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan of figure eight in the putter, big fan. And I can <laughs> tell you, they all scare me all the time. Anything <laughs> from outside the putter grip where Mike makes me putt to to eight feet it's just it's going to get pushed or pulled and
2: i don't know which way it's going so except walk, for 17 at north fork two, then he's yeah. just then he's buckets
1: yeah. well if you were oh yeah smart, if you were fucking smart you'd get the broom like adam scott and then you'd have the circle of friendship would get a lot wider
0: <laughs> I, that's i'm tempted i'd grow a couple more inches I, the one bone to pick with Zalatoris and jt is is mike constantly telling me you're the same size as these guys why can't you hit a 330 <laughs> yeah well, I, I, was, I like I, to claim it's levers and, and whip and
1: i was just about to mention i figured you'd be a big Zalatoris guy you know you're both slender bill you both love yeah, like, we... you're a shot tracer guy on instagram will Zalatoris, by the way has the straightest shot tracer ever recorded in pga tour history just dead straight one time didn't go anywhere so you guys have got like, you guys like a match made in heaven
0: yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. I didn't realize that FootJoy made triple extra small for him, because um, <laughs> usually it runs big for for anyone else that's, that's slender and trying to find golf clothes. But uh, it's uh, it's great to see guys of similar builds out there, kind of kind of making it happen, especially against yeah. the the John Rams of the world. Yeah,
1: I, I think Zalatoris to me. As, as skilled as he is his best asset is his head i think he you see that one part three where he air air-mailed it because he did caught a gust of wind or whatever and that was a shit show like trying to get a ruling and everything he had one guy and he didn't panic or anything he took his drop and it actually helped him out because it stuck in like the the little crack between the pavements instead of rolling down, whatever. And then he just played it off of there and hit a great shot up on the green. But a lot of guys would have been like the whole process of how it, how it happened and took, and they had a, two ruling guys in there would have melted down and he would just handled it like a champ. And I think he's a pretty cool customer. He just
2: is. Yes. He, he had a surprisingly tidy short game. In fact, I think he, I think one advantage he had on Thursday and Friday is he seemed to be getting up and down on the bunkers where a lot of the guys were not. Well, we'll he, he adjusted all well, the bunkers. He was hitting a very, you know, very tidy little nippers from the bunkers to um, these pin locations. And I think a lot of guys were, you know, bitching and complaining about the bunkers. He's whatever it was that he had, he adjusted to, he, he seemed to be just fine. So I don't know, you know, what he was doing, but he didn't seem to have any issues out of there. So
1: here I'll, I'll bring up a question I have. This is one of the things I was thinking about this week. This has to do with Tammy's pick of Victor Hovland who shot five over. Victor Hovland is 7th ranked in the new rankings today. Will Zalatoris is 14th. Who's better? I say Zalotaurus.
2: I Hard to argue. I mean, now we just got to make sure we're not using recency bias. I mean, that's the only thing. Like, obviously, Correct. right now, Zalatoris. I think he's last five starts has top sixes. Like, I think he's gone five, six, four, miscut second. Yeah, so he's obviously playing well. Victor Hovland
1: uh, has won three PGA tour events. They're all like Maya Cabo and Puerto Rico open. And, you know, it's a, a bunch of like little low tier events, which he won, still won. Give him credit. He, he, he won. Uh, he won the BMW, which is the big one on the European tour. But uh, he has never top 10 in a major ever. T12 is his best. Will Zelotoros has basically been out there two years. He's played eight majors and he has five top tens. Like he's a stud. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a matter of time before he wins, wins one, you know, and jumps into the top 10. He's a stud.
0: I was gonna say this is his first year as, as full status too. He yeah. kind of had to sit last yeah. year out with COVID restrictions and, and the mix between the corn fairy status or he, whatever he, that, that the tour was called at the time. And like, yeah.
1: Uh, Victor Halvin's great player. Don't get me wrong, but like Zala Torres has kind of a weird, to me, he's like, he seems like a grinder, but at the same time, he's a like, you, you think of a grinder, you think of a guy that kind of sprays it a little bit and just gets in the hole. He's one of the best ball strikers out there. Like he's a great iron player. It's kind of a weird, he's, he's kind of got a little bit of everything other than the putting stroke, which obviously worked fine for him this week, but some weeks it gets a little, it gets, it doesn't work. It's not really consistent.
2: Well, he, you know, he plays big course as well. I mean, he, Augusta, I mean, he's obviously come accustomed to that course. He's played that well twice now. Um, and that's not an easy place to putt on. So I think he's a great leg putter. I mean, every time he had a leg putt, he was putting it right by the hole. I just think the only thing that he really struggles with is those short ones. And yeah. if he still can find a way to put it in the hole and make them, I don't think he's missing them that often. I mean, every once in a while, he's going to be, he's going to catch fire on, on, on social media. I mean, it does not look pretty. Yeah. You know, let's be honest, but he tends to make them. So however you can get in the hole, I guess, get in the hole and, and move on to the next one.
1: should be a good play. He shouldn't be a good fit for Brookline, you know, or us open where you got to hit it straight and keep it in place. He does that. I don't know.
0: Any, uh, any worry about Salatoris when they get rid of the, the arm holds the arm or the, the, arm, the arm lock, the arm lock putter. Yeah, I'd love. I mean, to see it that. could be an Adams could be an Adam Scott situation. Is there a comparison there where Adam Scott was and is an excellent ball striker? Can you and, imagine?
2: Uh,
1: just can't, can't putt. Can you imagine that putting stroke on the short putts if you couldn't arm block it? Where you have a where you have? Where... I, I would love to see. Oh that. yeah, how okay. you think? You think it's wild right now? Holy <laughs> shit, that that'd be crazy. It could you get
2: know,
0: worse. That's fantastic.
2: <laughs> um Webb Simpson puts the same exact way as he does they do the they do the arm lock with the claw right yep. and I've never seen Webb you know Webb is his is always just solid and locked I've never seen like a a little waver in his putting stroke his is just boom boom so you like you're saying you've got it yeah it takes a lot of it. practice okay because I'm trying to figure out how he can get that thing to do it when it's locked well, the trick is the trick is you don't, you don't lock either
0: arm. Um, you, you refuse to use your shoulders as a pendulum and you use a little bit of hip motion. Um, and, uh, and then you kind of just yip it towards the hole and, uh, eventually you give up and you hit your sandwich.
1: That's what I was going to say. And then when you get tired of that, you just say, fuck it and start putting with the wedge.
0: Yep. Can't yip that thing. (laughs)
2: All right Mike, let's 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 talk about it. I know I know a lot of people you know the the airwaves on Thursday were hot and heavy with Rory being back. You know, he fired whatever it was 60 was it 2 or was he, what did he fired Augusta on Sunday? 63 63, whatever. Yeah. yeah he
1: 64 came out just, 64
2: so yeah. Yep, and this was going to be his his major. He was going to take that momentum into this one and he comes out, fires a 65, 5 under. And unfortunately for him, he could have actually just stayed at 500 and made the playoff, and uh, he didn't make it. So, thoughts on Rory.
1: He had the swagger going. Swagger was going on on, on Thursday. He was cutting corners. He was hitting it all. He had just looked on Google Google Earth, he said, to basically get the uh, angles for uh, some of the corners to cut and everything, which is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah. You know what's shitty about this is – he had the good side of the draw. Like, he had the Friday afternoon. He had the nice weather. There's – I don't get it. He did the opposite of what he always does. Normally, he's he's coming from behind uh, lately. Anyway, he got out, got out of hand. I thought, here we go. He's back. He's finally going to win one. And then he shit the bed. And then, of course, he got back up there into a T8. He probably could have got – like, he bogeyed 17 at the end, like, trying to make birdie. If he makes par there, he's like T4. Yeah,
2: so. I wouldn't call it a classic uh Rory back backdoor top, you know, ten thing. He not that he, much. Though. He had the leader he had the lead on Thursday, was still in it Friday. You know, his Saturday round is much like JT, just super disappointing. Like those are the two guys that we probably most out of anybody wanted to see play well. So we don't have this leaderboard of a bunch of guys that have never won a major. And uh yeah, both those guys just Kind of like we talked about it, just didn't find anything on moving day. Moving day, that's the day that you gotta put yourself in position, they say, right? Oh. And they did the opposite. So
0: See, well, Rory Rory had a, an interesting post interview about about just priorities, about with the the birth of Poppy and wow. the family and how we used to just identify purely with golf. And he was a golfer, if we remember Chonk Rory. Yeah. Um, I love Chonk back with
2: back yeah, with the flow. back run it
0: run it back oh i know yeah tomorrow <laughs>
2: what is it what was he sponsored by what was it oh, it, yeah. it was a
0: uh some casino i think and he had yeah. the bell-bottom style yeah, pants going on Oh, curls
2: just... flopping out let's go
0: you
1: know yep. if, he, if 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 he if he has a falling out with his management team and he goes back to old rory we get him and can get him and kh on board we can start <laughs> we can start a new thing
0: here oh just the fashion trends. We should get to recall everyone's fashion from Hell up to ten yeah. years ago. Patrick, Reed with the choker. Rory with the bell bottoms. Yep. Ian Poulter, being Ian Poulter, but he uh, he, he talked about prioritizing it. He's, he's been more mellow coming out to tournaments, um, but now with with just the daughter and the wife, and it, kind of a new side of of Rory identifying more as a, a dad than you know the previous number one player in the world may have lost a you know a little bit of that that edge for a couple rounds yeah but he, uh, you guys are the dads, so you'd know better than i <laughs> would. <laughs>
1: he's he i he's going to win again a major he's he's in contention or at least he's up there too like every year it seems like at least two of the four majors he's there somewhere you know he's always around one day he's just not going to have that shitty round or, or or you know or nine holes it has I, to he's yeah, too good I,
2: I think the debate is how is he going to win the major? Yeah. You know, I think he's going to win it. Cause he shoots a 64 on Sunday and this time he posts a number and the other guys falter. Like, I, I don't know. Like he just doesn't seem like he has the, you know, he used to be winning. What do you, what do he win at congressional by, I mean, he just, a billion. but you yeah. know, it's just like, it's just like, nobody else can even touch him. Like, and that's the way he would walk around well he shows that for a flash. And then all of a sudden, like if he misses a putt or something, it just seems like, you know, he loses momentum or doesn't get up and down. Even yesterday, he makes a run birdies for the first five holes has a fairly, what I thought was an easy up and down, or at least, uh, you know, could get it to five feet. I think he like chunks it. And now he's got a 20 footer for par. And then once that missed, I don't think we saw him even birdie another hole.
0: We're just, we're a long ways away from when Rory was, was on, The former Tiger Woods video game on the cover, and everyone was talking about his upcoming Grand Slam, and now we're nearly ten years into to his possible career Grand Slam, and still nothing. So maybe next year. So speaking
1: of Grand Slam, let's cover Spieth next, and we'll talk about. I have a question for you, but I think Rory. It just boils down to putting. He just he didn't put well enough. Like that's he hits it most a lot of these times all of these times probably when he's a top five in the major he's hit it just as good as almost anybody and he just can't he just doesn't putt as well when it matters that some of these guys do over and over again
2: that's why thursday was fun because it wasn't like he was hitting you know three footers he wasn't stuffing it to three feet he was making you know the course was too hard to stuff it to three feet every time he was making the 14 foot downhill sliders he was making the you know 20 footer coming back up the hill, you know, he was hitting the putts that you need to make. And, and that's, you know, and I can see how pressure it could be like, cause you're not going to be able to stuff it. There's only two par fives, basically only one of them reachable at any given time. So he can't, he, he's not going to mash on the par fives. So you're going to have to make a putt. And when you start seeing the putt not drop, that can be just as contagious as if you see him go. Yeah. So that is the, that is the, the, the thing with him. You're right. I just i would like to see him win one the dude's a great guy yeah. but, but
1: uh he's i think people months. i think we forget he's won four majors like he's yeah. like he's like in the top 10 ever for like majors one like he's he's like right around 10th or something isn't he he's like right there like
2: he's he won- top 10s at him all the time so it's not yeah. like he can't play the golf course i mean he's, he's not got, that's he's, not the thing it's
1: he's already a hall of famer that's like it's just is he gonna win again um Speaking of shitty putting. Okay. That's <laughs> we better talk about my go- my pick to win it this week. Uh Jordan Spieth, which will not happen again. Uh, He was 74th in fucking putting. Like, which, which tells me, I, I didn't even look the stats up on him. Like hitting like strokes again, didn't even bother. He must've hit it. Okay. Because he was four over and he was 74th in putting.
2: I don't know. Do you think the slower green screwed him up? Cause he seemed to be short a lot. The first, the first day
1: was atrocious. He was
2: short he on every putt,
1: putt. I don't I, don't
2: think, I think his body kind of just likes a little bit faster-paced green, and he just can't get his mind to say hit it harder and just didn't adjust. That's my excuse I'm making for him.
1: Should have been a good course for him, where he could spray it off the tee a little bit. It's it, it all set up It all set up for the Golden Boy to win for me. Under Armour probably didn't have as atrocious of clothes. They probably should have got a little crazier. <laughs> um, But I don't get it. So this leads to my question. Who completes the grand slam first, Golden Boy, Jordan Speeth, or Rory? They're both one. What Speeth needs, what the PGA?
2: This one, yep.
1: And Rory needs the Masters. Who does it first,
0: Rory? 100% Rory,
2: because you know the golf course that Rory has to win at, whereas Speeth, it's going to be you know different venues every year. So, Rory has, I mean, Rory's proven he can play well at Augusta. That's uh,
1: just... me, too. I'm taking Rory because I have the list of the next. Like seven PGA championships here. Yeah,
2: give it to me. I'm, I'll I'll tell you what's the right answer after I hear these.
1: This to me, Southern Hills was the sh- was his chance. You could spread Oak Hill is next year, kind of classic tree line, you know, whatever. And then Valhalla, then Quail Hollow, which is pretty hard. Then Aronimink, a really old classic one. And then it's at Frisco, that new one in Texas that hasn't opened yet. Maybe that could be. Then Olympic Club. And then Baltus Raw. Like, this was the one of all those where you can well, spray
2: you can spray it off the tee a little bit. But Spreeth has proven that he can win tree line courses. He can. He won at RBC.
1: Yeah, Colonial. Won we'll at Colonial.
2: Yeah. He won Colonial. Yeah. He can work the ball. And maybe that's kind of – I almost think – and this is just me, too. Like, sometimes a tree line course – I think DJ has said this in the past. It shrinks and narrows your focus. Good. It doesn't – you know, when you get something that's super wide open and there's not really – you don't really lock in on a certain target. You just kind of let your club do the work, and I think sometimes it could could kind of hurt. So I'm not going to necessarily say Rory. I'm going to go Spieth on this one next year. Let's go.
1: Well, okay, well, next year for Spieth at the PGA. No, all right.
0: What's... Narrow your focus, huh? <laughs> you didn't see me bang it in the trees all all afternoon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim. Well, Tim. Maybe that's something that you got to look into.
0: I did have <laughs> the clubs back. The driver was a lot better today than the, uh, the duck poke duck pull awful low hook of, of last week. So things oh. are, things are looking up. Although I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be the first one winning the, uh, the career grand slam. So well,
2: let's switch to, let's go tiger. And then actually, you know what, one more guy real quick. I got to talk about this guy. I thought he actually was going to be the one that won it. I thought coming into Sunday, this was Matthew Fitzpatrick's tournament uh. to lose. And he, is kind of a steady, real steady guy. He loves to make par, loves to make pars. I mean, he just makes a living off of making pars. Um, And he didn't make enough of them. I thought, you know, they talk about his tempo being fast. Like he looks rushed. I think he always looked rushed. I don't think that was the thing. Um, But he just made some really bizarre shots that maybe he doesn't normally make, but it is a Sunday of a major. Thoughts on Fitzy?
1: Hmm. I don't know what to make of him. He he's a good player. He's like a top ten machine a lot of times, but he's never won the PGA Tour. He's won in Europe. Um, he, he
2: likes tough venues. I mean, he just he likes yeah, tough
1: venues. He's a grinder. Uh huh. The cross-handed chipping is is kind of wild to me. Like guys have done it before. Chris, uh, a you know, guy won. You a guy won the Zurich before the, before it went to the team event years ago, doing everything from 100 yards and in cross-handed. Because apparently Fitzpatrick was – he had the chipping yips, and he apparently this cured it. BJ um, did it as well. Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't know what to make of him. I know – did you read today that he is – I don't know if, if if this is like a – ocd thing he charts every shot he's hit for the last dozen years since he's been 15 years old practice round um like dan Rappaport reported that he has thousands and a database of thousands and thousands of shots he'll note what the lie was what the grass was where the wind was for every single shot in a practice round a pro-am a casual round with friends he will chart everything and he and he said he knows he doesn't have the physical gifts of the guys he plays against. So it's trying to get an edge. That's kind of self-defeating though. Isn't it? Like if you, you're doing all this stuff because you know, you just don't have it. Like some other guys, like I feel like that's a little bit of maybe a negative. I don't know. It's weird. What an absolutely
0: fun round to play. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you imagine if you went to the honor honorable, if he was in our cart, Timmy playing with us and four club <laughs> and
0: stuff with the notes he would have. Oh man. He'd have uh, he'd have John Daly's uh, <laughs> just notes, twenty one cigarettes, twelve diet cokes, fifteen packs of M Ms. Yeah, he can't have M Ms. He's got braces, man. They get stuck in there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That surprised me. I thought I honestly thought that this would be his his thing. I thought he was n- none of the guys had really won a major above just JT. He, and JT actually did mention that he's like I'm going to catch the sixes, the guys that are minus six, but. Fitz just seemed kind of more unflappable than the other guys. And, uh, you know, I think he shot plus three or something on the round and, and finished at, you know, like T eight or something like that. But yeah, that one surprised me. Um, what about Cam Young? Well, Let's up, talk one, about, I know one more guy, one more guy. Tiger. One last,
1: let me do one last thing on, uh, on Fitz here before we move on to Tiger, speaking okay. of, you know, footwear and, and feet and everything. I think you you know Fitz might not have it maybe maybe he will one day but I think the people at Skechers know a little something cuz they got they got Fitz and they got Coocher. also never want to be a big ter- major but yet when you are watching like the golf channel or the CBS coverage and they have a commercial every damn commercial break it's neither of them but it's Tony Tony Romo pitching pitching Skechers and uh, and golf carts with with popcorn machines on it or whatever the hell is that commercial, which is a weird way to do a commercial with you guy riding in a golf cart.
0: But, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I went to go pick Zach up, friend of the show, um, hopped in the car, had sketchers on, I had to stop him. Like, are we playing yeah. golf or are we going to yeah. the mall? We're golfing today. We're not. Yeah. We're not walking. <laughs>
1: the, mor- <laughs> the morning walking crew. I mean, but if, if Tiger had sketchers, he probably would have been in contention because he'd be walking <laughs> yeah, on air.
2: Funny. Tiger's
0: going to move to the roundups, the sketcher roundups with metal spikes on them.
2: (laughs) Walking on clouds, baby. Well, and that is, and that's, and that's the thing with Tiger. Uh, I I don't know. Like I just, you know, he, he played 54. He made the cut again. I think his Friday round was, was Tiger-esque. It was fun to watch a lot of grind par, grind it for pars, some great iron shots, but the fact that he cannot play seventy two. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, he did the same thing. He, he wears. I don't know if he wears out. I don't know if it's his feet hurt to walk. But he did the same thing at, at Augusta. He hung in there, played a solid two rounds, and then just absolutely was a disaster on the weekend. Um, he kept the cuts,
1: kept the cut streak alive, though. Kept the
2: cut <laughs> streak alive. Which I, mean, break, I think Tim was texting us break ninety watch for a while there.
1: Yeah,
2: it I just think- barely. They were
1: talking to, I listened to a podcast with uh, Jeff Ogilvy, and they were talking about this and he, you know, I'm sure knows Tiger a little bit from the, he mentioned that one of Tiger's proudest achievements to him is that cut streak. And so I wonder if it just, if he just fights like hell those first couple of days and it just wears him out and he just can't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy.
0: How fantastic. Um, If, if y'all were watching early Thursday, I I had to check the calendar, see what year it was, but John Daly at two under and, and Tiger still fighting at one under for a while. Total (laughs) bullshit. John Daly gets to ride a cart.
1: John Daly claimed disability because, because of arthritis. Not, not cancer. Not yeah, I know that, but that's not something you can get. Well, maybe you should for. not
2: smoke 21 yeah. cigarettes and drink like like. Back. So okay. he's claiming.
1: I know he has cancer, but he's claiming disability and riding around in a cart because of arthritis is his official diagnosis because you have to get it something like officially designated. And not not overweightness, just uh arthritis. Tiger's fucking foot is barely hanging on by a bunch of metal. Pieces and whatever, and he's out there walking and just in pain like a motherfucker.
0: I did well, see I that. Think we've got the solution. Tiger needs a cart. John Daly said that. He said Tiger would have been a the leaderboard if he had a cart. That's, a, yeah. that's what John Daly said. And and Daly needed the cart because he was up until twelve forty-five gambling. At yeah, the I slots. saw that. I wow. saw that. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I
2: don't know. I mean, Tiger is he still shows flashes of just awesome shots? I mean, nice tempo, but he tried to play the golf course like it was two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean, those guys are those
1: guys hitting driver, and he was laying back with iron. Yeah, driver. you know,
2: it's like, Tiger, you're – I mean, I know you're the best iron player to ever live. I get that. But, like, when you're coming in, you know, 215 yards out, and Rory's got a sand wedge, you know, he's 95 yards out. I mean, at some point, something's got to give here. I mean, yeah. it's that's, just it, – it's a battle of attrition there. He just He just tried to do something that I don't think
1: – That's where I wonder if he'll sit out the U.S. Open. Like, you know, he's going to go to St. Andrews, you know, he's playing at St. Andrews. That
2: makes sense. That one and makes St.
1: Sense. Andrews is as flat as a pancake and they, it's not that long. He can play the irons all day at St. And, like all those guys are going to be playing a ton of irons at St. Andrews. And he's, it, you know, I wonder if he doesn't sit out and try to get it healed up as best as possible for that. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I thought this strategy that he was taking on was, was quite interesting to say the least, but Anywho, we got to see Tiger, and I think that's that's the thing. I think people want to, you know, we're still getting a little glimpse of him, and we'll take what we can get. And maybe we don't see him until the yeah. Open Championship.
1: Yeah, I think you just you just enjoy what you're watching because he's not going to be a ceremonial guy that just shows up to some random, you know, he's not going to show up to. TPC Zurich Classic at TPC Northern. So, just to play here and there, that's not going to be his deal. He's got too much. That'd be a good
2: good choice. That's flat as a pancake, too. <laughs> yeah, Very walkable. True. true. Can, can he show up to the 3M and maybe we can get, uh, get, get him on, on the pod?
1: Maybe he's going to need FedEx Cup points by then. Maybe he's going to be just grinding <laughs> for FedEx points.
0: <laughs> Come
2: on. Tiger, step into the media tab with us real quick. Huh? A
0: couple yeah. of- We're just going to oh. have to put together a break 80 father son.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: That would be sweet. Well, last guy, uh, I think this is a good uh, transition because we got colonial talk a little bit about, and, and, and we'll get to, uh, get to that just, uh, at at the end here, but Cam Young was, uh, my sleeper pick and we each got six picks. So I shouldn't say each got six, we got uh, six total. So two, two picks for each person, low, low, uh, finisher or best finisher wins the week. And I'm finally off to Schneid. Thanks to my boy, Cam Young. Michael claiming as a boy, but you know okay,
1: what? Yeah. If I want to pick first,
2: you know, he's my sleeper. <laughs> I've
1: been, I've been, bang- I've been, I've been banging the drum for like a, a month and a half.
2: Um, you know, middle of the round, I thought he was going to take the reins. I thought, I thought Mito was just kind of hanging out. He's struggling. You know, he's making a ton of those par putts, but Cam Young had a time there where he was six under Mito was seven. And I thought he was the one, he had a couple nice little birdie looks that just quite lipped out, you know, didn't go in, lipped out on him. Um, the course fit him so well. Hit a guy, you know, par threes, a lot of long irons, hits the driver really well. Um, hits his, you know, good wedge player, just doesn't make the putts when he needs to. Again, another one of those guys. Yep. Uh, and his bunker play is 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 subpar
1: at best by PGA tour standards. Like that yeah, what he doubled. What did he double? 17 was it 17? 16, no. I think it was 16. 16. He was like he hit the second into the bunker. Yeah. It was 16, not 17. And then his, his bunker shot, he's like falling backwards. Like he's not a good bunker player and putting uh, on Sunday, he was 73rd out of the 78 guys that played, you know, he, that's his weakness, but he's a stud. I'm telling you, I'm going to stick with my prediction. He's going to be a top 10 player. He is. He, once he gets those other things figured out, He is going to be in the top 10. I'm going to stick with that uh, because he's a ball striker. And I was listening to the no leg up guys. They were talking. Sully had looked up like, I think like you can break down, you know, like world ranking into the last month and whatever. And and going back nine months, he, in the last nine months ago, he was top 25 of the last nine months played or whatever. And in the last six months played, he's top 20. The last three months played, he's top 10. In the last month, he's top six. He's been that good. Like he's been really good. And he is that good. And I'm going to stick with it that he's going to be top 10 in the world. I don't know when, maybe within the next year or two, but uh, hopefully he comes to the 3M and, and then I can, you know, we could say, Hey, we, we called you out as a stud before everybody else. Come yeah. on a pod.
2: <laughs> well, we also were good. He had that really good finish out at uh, Riviera. Yep. That was, that was kind of where we first heard him, you know, where he first came upon the scene um, well, let's get into our next, oh, anything, I guess anything else that want to talk about, I mean, major number two over, um, kind of depressed. Cause I like the major season and we only have two left. Anything else you want to touch on from? No, from- I thought it was,
1: that, that was awesome. That was, uh, you like to see drama. I, I actually kind of feel bad for, you know, Torres didn't lose. I mean, he's, sec- he's he, nobody beat him for, you know, the tournament. Um, and then in the, I thought the playoff, it was a good, it was a perfect pick of holes. You can start with the power. Oh, awesome. 14, yes. And then 17 and 18 are really fun. 17's fun and 18 tough, but 17 and 18 set up so good for JT. He can hit that cut on demand, that low cut. And it's just like, I'm, I'm sure Zalatouris can do, but I'm like, he's, he was just outclassed by hitting the cut by JT on those two shots.
2: Yeah. Zalatoris. I mean, he, he, he played it fine too, but yeah, he'd rather hit that little draw yeah, than having to cut it. And JT loves that cut. So yeah. Um, our next course is actually, we, you know, we talk about some good classic design, you know, this, this is kind of the old school colonial country club. I think it's in Texas. Is that right? Yep. They're back. They go, So they back were in Dallas. Then, then they went up to
1: tell us another back to Fort Worth.
2: All right. Charles Schwab challenge. It's been named a number of things, but um kind of your classic tree line design uh, anything else from what the golf course is going to uh show us this week another perry maxwell same as southern hills okay perry maxwell timmy anything else from the from the course dog leggy is
0: is all get out but the last couple of years have shown us very very different ways to cut the dog legs uh, so yeah. it should be a lot of interesting creative lines with hopefully a lot more of those those google earth um overviews to to better learn the angles and the cuts
1: short by tour standards like 7200 yards um but yeah it's a lot of lot of dog legs uh a minnesotan has won before tim heron won 2006 lumpy nice Uh, one one of his tour wins he's he has a good tour wins that bay hill um but colonial yeah it's the longest running um pga tour event on and i I think i think i don't know what the schedule is coming up obviously you got memorials coming up there's a few breaks, but there, there. gets to be a point at some time in the summer where it's like TPC, TPC, like you know, this breaks that yeah. up a little bit, where you get a something a little different.
2: All right. Well, we actually have a really good uh, field. I I thought like when looking at the players, I whoa, okay, like, we we got something here this week. We got another one to you know, hopefully a fun another finish. A lot of talent out there. It'll be interesting to see. I I always say this, and most of the guys actually do end up showing up, but you always wonder if there's some of the guys that. Went through it, they went through at The uh, the PGA decided not to show up, but as far as I know, JT is going to be there, Zalotoris is going to be there. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of the other guys that were in the heat of the battle, but um, all right, with that being said, uh, who finished last this week? That's me, that's uh, Gold- Golden Golden Bo- Golden, the Golden Kis- Boy. Kism- Kism- wait, wait a second, cut. are you sure? Okay, so because because Hovlin, did Hovlin finish better than Speeth?
1: nope but tim had taylor gooch taylor gooch oh yeah. the gooch. gooch was
2: t20 the gooch yeah. Got loose? The okay gooch, yeah the
1: gooch Just, got in dude. there yeah so <laughs> the only you're, you're two uh, of the of the high picks my guy was the best because matsuyama was garbage oh but uh speed was better than the high picks but i got out sleepered by well i would have took cam young if i was picking first because you know it's my boy but uh yeah, so uh, I'm picking first, I guess. What are we at now? Four, two, one for for picks.
2: I've got one win. I'm just I'm locked in on my. I'm not going to worry about you guys. I'm worrying about me. Yeah, so
1: here's the deal with this pick. We're going back to district winners. You know, the guy that I should pick has a hell of a track record at Colonial. He's 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 won there. He's got some seconds. Uh, he's from there. Uh, but there is no fucking way I'm taking the golden boy again after that disaster. It's just not going to happen. But Speeth has a great track record at colonial, like, like the best in the field, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, I can't pull myself to that kind of nonsense anyway, but he, um, so here's the crazy thing about Speeth at colonial. He must love the greens. You know, he was 74th in putting at Southern Hills in five of the last six trips to colonial, he has gained. He's five plus, so he's gained five strokes to the field putting in the event. Like he's out putted like everybody in this event for almost every year. So I don't know if it's familiarity with with grass. I'm assuming it's bent grass out down. I don't know down there, but he he really puts it there, which is usually what holds him back. But I'm not taking him. There's I can't and no help. There's no way. But you watch, he'll probably win. But I'm gonna go with another great with a gridiron player. Uh, you know, it's a short course, it's tight. It's really a second shot golf course. Cause you know, most of these guys will be laying back some tee shots. So they'll cut some corners, but I'm going to take uh, Colin Morikawa, even though he has not played great this year, has not played great. Um, but at some point he's too good. He's got to break out. Uh, and we're going to go with this week is that week. So we're going to go Morikawa for me.
2: He also has a good track record there. He took second in 2020 and then he last 14th. So I mean, he, the only thing I'm hoping for for me, and not you're you you should not be hoping for is I I hope it's really windy because I think we've shown that I don't think Morakawa is much of a mutter. I don't think he likes bad weather. I think he's yeah, kind probably of, not. of a, it's kind of more to be, of a
1: it's supposed to be like wind gusts up at 20, but like a 10 mile an hour kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I, I need more. He's not much of a mutter, but he's the ball striker. So if the weather conditions yeah. are, are, are ripe, and he's in it, he he also struggles putting sometimes, he does. But uh, but it should be it should be good track for him. Timmy, right. what
2: Tim got? Tim was your pick.
0: Well, are we doing sleepers on this as well, or are we just no, doing this straight winner? Straight winner. Oh,
2: all right. Well,
0: I'm going with a guy who, unlike. Unlike Brooks Kepka, who shows up to the majors and just assumes there's only 30 people that are gonna be in contention, I'm going the opposite way to a guy that shows up to the majors and automatically assumes he's not in contention. So Victor, again
1: a- this week, Victor Halen, <laughs> Paul you <know>, <laughs> <Joel> Damon, <laughs> Joel, my buddy, my guy, my guy, Joel. <laughs>
0: uh, shorter course, emphasis on short game. Uh, so going with uh, a Georgia Bulldog, going with uh, going with Kiz.
1: Yeah, that worked well and, for me last week. He's in a good spot. Well, it, it's all right.
0: <laughs> we're just we're, we keep mixing up our rotation, and, and one of us picks him the right week. It's a shame I don't get a sleeper because I was going to do the ultimate sleeper, and that was Bryson. <laughs> Throw it out there. Throw it out there. Is Bryson okay. playing?
1: Bryson? Play? Yeah, no idea.
0: Play. No, he's he's listed on the field. He but is. But he, <laughs> he, he he withdrew with the hand thing, so he's out of surgery. He's he's on the mend. I I, if I he did. does play it's going to be fun to watch those angles he takes yeah i could i could i could make Jeff's pick for him
1: right now i know it's coming i, I,
2: I you guys you let me have him I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know i can't take
0: him again
2: okay yeah you <laughs> want
0: you take him we both taken him
2: i i this is my yeah i can't wait to watch him this weekend i'm taking speed <laughs> Speed has gotten 7 of 9 starts at this place top 10 yeah 7 of 9 and then the one that wasn't in the top 10 was 14th place and then like a 30th place i mean he is This is the automatic pick. And you know him. He's going to come back. He's pissed off from last week. He's going to come back. He loves Texas. And he's going to just love this tree line. Just classic Jordan shots. We're going to see a couple hole outs, (laughs) I think. We're going to see a couple bombs. A couple
1: couple of fucking, look at this terrible shot. (laughs) They're shooting some bad. How about this one? How about the rats are just jumping off the Scotty Scheffler ship already. He's in the field to hit his home state. He has one bad outing, and nobody's even talking
2: about him. I'm actually I'm actually low-key taking him in fantasy golf this week because I think <laughs> everybody's off of him. We'll Perfect time to scoop him up. We'll so back. anyways, I'm going Spieth. We got Spieth, Kisner, and Mike, your pick was Morikawa. So for those watching out there, if you want to watch those those three guys, those are our picks. Um, Mike, we have time, a little bit of time here. Do you want to talk about any absurdities before oh, we yeah. –
1: I've got got two. First of all, uh, I don't know if anybody saw this, but Jack Nicholas is getting sued by his own company, which is which is (laughs) fucking wild to me. I don't even know. Like, obviously, it's not his own company; it's like his name. But uh, his son is the vice chairman, and they're suing him for a couple things. Like, apparently, he failed to meet some obligations when it came to something with the European Tour. But one of the three things they're alleging is that he was involved with the, with the live tour, the Saudi tour. He denied, you know, he, he claimed this week that they were going to, they were offered him a hundred million dollars to basically be like Greg Norman's role, you know, be the ambassador. And he turned it down, but his own company, well, or that's named after him is suing him. Uh, basically in their statement, I read it earlier. They basically said, we're protecting him and the company from himself from getting involved with the Saudis and having all this bad, Frass, which is kind of wild to even think about. He denies it, of course, you know, but uh so that's one crazy absurdity. Um, the other one to me is the fucking bitching about the bunkers at Southern Hills. Like these guys are just pampered, pampered, pampered. Uh, I have a quote here from um uh the greatest golf course designer, maybe ever. Uh, behind Tom Fazio, of course, Tim. Uh, and, and, and he used the glaciers to design this is old tom morris a quote from old tom morris on bunkers bunkers are not a place of pleasure they're for punishment and repentance so like you know what don't get out of them like yeah don't <laughs> hit it in the bunker you like don't bitch about the bunkers it, it, just don't hit it in them like on yeah. sun did you see there was there was, I think i saw on the telecast. There were like 18 whole bunker shots in the tournament. Like there were a lot of bunker shots that were made and they were complaining. Cause there was random, you know, pebbles or whatever. There was a little bit different and whatever they were having to get new wedges every day and uh, whatever. But like, my God, you guys are professional golfers.
2: <laughs> See, my thing is with Coke Cause he went, he went, or not Coke rack. Sorry. With, Pat and uh, Desire. Pat and Desire, because he went out and talked about on social media complaining. Well, you know what? He played the course on Thursday. He played the course on Friday. He made the cut. He didn't say a word. He didn't say boo. But then he goes out and shoots, I think, 78 80. He was eight over. I like to say 80 just because it sounds better. And then he decides to go to social media and complain about it. You know, yeah. it's one thing to play the course and say, you know what? I played the practice round on Wednesday. I don't think the course is, you know, for whatever reason, this, this or that but you don't go and complain about after you've shot decent twice and then have a bad round and then go and wind everybody. I mean, that's just, I don't like how he went about that. That's, that's absurd to me. And quickly deleted it. He quickly deleted it. Of course
1: course, Twitter, you know, somebody, somebody uh, screenshot it before, before it could get off there completely. But uh, you know, like uh, Justin Thomas was in the bunker on what 16 He hit that great bunker shot. Was it 15, 16? You know where he had that longer bunker shot where he got it up and in from, Uh didn't seem to bother him there. I, just it's it's ridiculous. I saw a lot of great
2: bunker shots. I don't I don't know. I I don't. I I know that they're very particular about what they like, and that's just what a yeah. lot of golfers. But like we talk about, a lot of them are very track men esque. They can't they are, adjust they're, they're, or develop their own art artistry of where they need to do and what they see. And I think that's. The player that uh, we like. And that's why I'm going to be honest. That's I know he bitches, but that's why I kind of like Speed. He'll talk about those things, but he'll be very creative in how he decides to hit the shot, and, much like and, JT. And speaking
1: of JT, I, uh, I was listening to Bones taught there. Bones was being interviewed afterwards, and on, I think it was 16, right? Was it? He was in the bunker. He had to get up and down um, Yeah, a big par. And yeah. Bones said 99% of the time he would hit that shot with a 60 degree. And he said he t- hit a 50, he took a 56 because he thought oh. something would work a little better with 56. And he goes, not many guys can do that under pressure. Just take a different club than he's not going to. And just take a little bit, a little you know, different, a little different flight and, and, and just kind of squeeze it up there. Uh, like he did and he pulled it off, you know, where a lot of guys like Cam Young, who's not a good bunker player, gets in the bunker and it looks like us out there in the PGA championship, yeah. you know, it's like, holy cow but yeah. one
2: thing to one thing to compare that to real quick would be like okay if one of us are just, let's say just off the fringe and we've never practiced hitting you know that little hybrid shot that people like to hit or that little bumpy three wood that people hit just off the green you know all of a sudden saying you know what i'm gonna try this and then have the balls to pull it off and do it mm-hmm. i just don't i don't i'd still think i would just hit my my wedge and just mm-hmm. you know probably not hit a good shot but not try the the correct shot that I needed to hit at the time and, and actually pull it off. So that'd be kind of something like that. And I think the argument holds the, the absurd thing is they're all playing
1: the same bunkers. It's not like you had many practice, you had multiple days of practice rounds to get ready to figure out how they play. They're all the same. It's not like, it's not like us going to, you know, shamrock or something and nobody raked the bunker and you get a, you know, it's like they're they're perfectly, they're perfectly raked. you You always have a good lie.
2: You know what? And everybody always finds your ball. How about that? How yeah. about it? How many times did somebody go find my ball when I hit it wayward? <laughs> yeah, and no all shit. of a sudden, here it is. It's marked. Here's my ball. You know that would be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think uh I think your boy Tyrell Hatton was another one of those. He already. smoked
1: the. He's he was bitching about the greens not being mowed.
2: Yes, whatever.
1: Yeah, he's he's quite the guy.
2: Well, gents that's episode 12. I, uh, we get, we're 12 in. I mean, what do you guys thought? What's your thoughts? We've got made 12. We've made a dozen or so podcasts. A dozen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Time to start start rolling up some uh, guests probably for us.
2: We do. We got it. We got to switch it up a little bit, get some guests in here, but, uh, we just like talking golf. That's, that's a bottom line. If it's golf, we'll talk about it no matter how it is. Um, Yeah, right. Timmy, that 83, I think it's going to be a 73 next week.
0: I mean, coming off I of a,
2: close. I think you're close.
0: Coming off a 78 over over the weekend, i mean a four-person, uh, four-man scramble tournament on on Monday. Had to get ready for. Uh, Let's good hope night. that's not a 73. Oh no, no, we'll go way lower. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, have, I have this sneaking suspicion because it's part high school reunion now and part scramble tournament that things could get pretty dicey. Um, <laughs> granted, wow. we, we tee off at nine o'clock, so that wow. that How might be
2: flowing. So, all right, gents. Another great week. See you next week. Yep. See you there.
0: Maybe today's the day I break eighty. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps fading. No OB
1: and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the eighty. It's
2: the gold. When you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 Break 80
0: Break 80 Break 80 Break 80